You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Thanks for listening to Grounded, and welcome to our third episode. Today, we're talking about home energy performance scoring and how Oregon is taking the lead on ensuring that homeowners and homebuyers understand how homes use energy and how they can improve them. We have three special guests today. Will you please introduce yourselves? Andrea Jacob, Senior Manager of Energy Programs and Policy at the City of Portland Bureau of Planning and Sustainability. Hi, I'm Roger Kainu. I'm with the Oregon Department of Energy. I'm an analyst and uh, the point person for the, the state of Oregon with home energy scoring. Hi, my name is Kyle Diesner, and I'm a policy analyst with the City of Portland's Bureau of Planning and Sustainability. So let's start with the basics. What exactly is home energy performance scoring? Home energy performance scoring is a way of trying to identify what are the assets within your home that can possibly affect the energy efficiency of the home. What we do is we take uh, and train assessors to go out and do an on-site visit into your home and they will make a, uh, a view of the home, uh, collect about 40 different asset points within the home. And that would include windows and insulation, heating equipment, those types of things. And all of that adds up to a performance. And it's only a performance based on other homes that are in the marketplace. So adding all those up, you can uh, identify a score that goes with that to keep it at a very basic. A lot of people, uh, they talk about how it's a comparative to the miles per gallon with a car. And actually, it's not if you think about it. It's a rating system like a miles per gallon, but it's more of a gallons per year, if you can think about the math that comes out in there. When you're talking about the different assets and you're measuring something like windows or insulation, is that the thickness of insulation, the type of insulation, uh, what kind of windows are there? Can you dive in a little bit more about what kind of measurements there are. Sure. Well, there's a lot that goes into those equations. I mean, the amount of surface area of a window is important. The resistance value of a window is very low compared to a wall. Some windows are, at best, an R5. That's a resistance of 5. And when when you say resistance value, does that mean how easily heat or cool air goes through that? Yeah, it's thermal resistance. So that's given an R or resistance rating. Uh, a wall cavity would have an R rating of something like 13. So you can see where the surface area of windows in your home has a lot to do with how much conductive energy leaves your home or radiant energy enters your home. So one is cooling and one is heating. So other things like insulation is also rated by R values and it's the same thing. It's the thermal resistance of heat transfer going through that uh, specific product. And then there's operational efficiencies of heating equipment and water heating equipment. They're rated with different factors. And all of that data is put in place on a scorecard and then that assessor would take all that information and upload it into a software system that would produce an outcome of a particular score. So it kind of sounds like a nutrition label. It can definitely look that way. And, and that's what we try to strive to shoot for in Oregon. We want to help consumers understand the box of Kellogg's like a nutrition label does. We want the, uh, the home to be viewed the same way. So they can look at each piece of information on that nutrition label and identify whether there's a positive factor there or something that um, isn't as positive. But also, we want them to identify what areas can be improved. 
So how did the idea of home energy scoring get going in Oregon? Back in 2009, the legislature required that, a, with Senate Bill 79, the legislature required that a task force would be put together to sort of look at this idea of home energy scoring. Some work had been done in the commercial sector with building performance, large-scale buildings, but we hadn't really attacked the idea of what is happening out there with the residential building stock. And with that, the legislature thought, wow, there's so many homes out there, let's, let's find out what can be done to see, to help people understand what their homes are doing and then to, to do what we can to help them improve that. So that, that legislature um, back in 2009 had Senate Bill 79 and within that they were given uh, certain tasks and in those, those tasks were to basically study and evaluate energy use in new and existing residential buildings and to develop recommendations for a voluntary energy performance score program. So their first thought was, let's, let's make this voluntary. But they also wanted to take a look at whether or not a mandatory scoring policy would fly within the state. The task force came back and they determined that at that time, a voluntary program would be more the appetite for those people that would want this legislation to go forward. And at that time, they developed what we call as the House Bill 2801 stakeholder panel. So on that panel, you have a, a lot of industry experts and other stakeholders that have interests like utilities that sit together and they try to determine what this score should be about, how it's measured, what software would be used, how you uh, certify assessors, how uh, you just engage in the marketplace. So the state started looking into it in 2009 with the legislature. When did the city of Portland start gaining interest in home energy scoring? Well, in our 2009 climate action plan, we did have an action around um, building performance labeling. We had both commercial and residential labeling as actions identified in that. And, you know, I think the reason for us is that we know that scores and ratings and labels are ways that we communicate about food, about movies, about cars, but for buildings, whether commercial or residential, that labeling is either inconsistent or non-existent. So we started with the commercial uh, market. There were some reasons to lead with that, and residential did not get acted upon until this past year, 2016, is when uh, kind of a lot of different things combined to make it the right time to address the residential side of the market. We had a great stakeholder panel who was really diving into this issue. Did they run into any issues as they were putting this together? Well, they sure did. The panel, like I said, was filled with industry experts, and they all brought their, their different points of view and expertise. And at the time, there were three scores that were score systems that were operating with the state of Oregon, and those were from the ResNet program, yeah, it's, it's a program that mainly deals with new construction and they've been in the marketplace for a long time. Lots of scores across the United States. However, not very many scores operating in Oregon. And then there was also the USDOE's home energy score system. And then we had a local grown system here in Oregon and that would be through the Energy Trust of Oregon's energy performance score. And I know those are a lot of acronyms, but the EPS is the energy performance score. So Portland, well, actually Oregon, with the Energy Trust of Oregon, was actually a leader in implementing a score system prior to almost anybody in the United States. And so that gained quite a bit of traction in our state. 
It, it had become something that was more well-known by consumers. Its focus, again, was new construction. So you had two systems within the state operating that really had a focus on new construction only, which didn't deal with the huge mass of existing homes that are out there. And that was a concern. So the stakeholder panel, they wanted to deal with not only getting after that existing home market, but they also wanted to deal with how do you get three systems that calculate a score very differently to operate either together or come up with the same answer. And that was very difficult. Uh, it actually came down to the director of the Oregon Department of Energy coming up and saying, we need to not confuse consumers. We need to give them one score. We need to calculate it accurately, consistently. And so the panel landed on one score, which is the USDOE Home Energy Score, with a rating from 1 to 10. Very simple to understand score, and it, it also meets all the needs of the existing and new construction market. Kyle, can you talk a little bit about why you think the stakeholder panel landed on the USDOE score system? Well, one of the reasons is the simplicity that Roger alluded to, but also USDOE has a great partnership with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the FHA and the VA provide special mortgage products to home buyers who are purchasing homes that have USDOE home energy scores. So this really is an opportunity to get information out into the market about energy use, but allow buyers to then use that information to actually get direct benefits out of the real estate transaction. So for instance, um, there's a stretch mortgage where if you're buying a home with a higher energy score, meaning it's a more energy efficient home, you can actually qualify for a stretch mortgage, which will lend you a little bit additional funds that can then be used uh, to remodel your kitchen or whatever else you might want to do with that. They also have energy efficiency mortgage products that go for homes that have low home energy scores. And in those cases, they'll loan you additional funds to bring your home up to average or better. Uh, so you can make some, some immediate energy improvements upon moving into the home. So what Kyle brought up was an interesting point, and that is how the USDOE has been supportive of home energy scoring in ways that other systems have not yet and that's about getting out there and in front of the market, creating a market and breadth of market that we can all participate in. And consumers will come around. The more they hear about this, the more that they'll participate. And I find this really interesting because one of the focus groups that I was involved in that dealt with home energy scoring really hit this matter just head on. And that watching consumers that had no idea about home energy scoring, or in fact, energy efficiency in their homes, having, having them come and sit around a table and hear that Portland is thinking about a mandatory policy was just eye-opening to me. To watch that group just raise the hairs on the back of their neck when they heard the word mandatory was amazing and predicted. But once those people around the table began to understand that there's value in the assets within their homes, and they're not being accounted for. And why would somebody spend $20,000 on windows and not have that show up in an appraisal somewhere? So by the time the focus group was done and people around the table were more educated as consumers, they not only started to look at 
a positive approach by the city of Portland stepping in and creating a mandatory policy, they kind of looked at the state of Oregon and said, why didn't the state of Oregon take a mandatory approach versus a voluntary approach? That was super interesting and it really created a lot of good information for us to go back and help the city of Portland uh, write the, the policy that they put in place for the council. So the city of Portland is really stepping up and pushing this even further. Absolutely. As far as I've seen on a national level, Portland in Oregon, with all of the coordination between the organizations, they're seen as a, as a leader. So as we develop the policy, it was very important um, for us to design a policy. There are some other communities that have done similar things, but none kind of put it together in the way that we did. And one of the things that we were able to do was to make this happen very early in a real estate transaction, which gives prospective buyers that opportunity to understand the full cost of owning the home. We're used to thinking of the mortgage payment and the taxes and the insurance, but the energy costs are largely invisible. And the score embodies that cost and shines a light on it. And then it actually happens early enough in the transaction where as a seller or a buyer, you can do something about it. You can make a decision. It's always gonna be one of many factors in a home buying decision, but it at least gives people a better chance at understanding what they're getting into, um, as opposed to now where it's completely hidden. And uh, back to that, those consumer focus groups that Roger referred to, those consumers really understood the value of that and their comments were along the lines of, wow, this, this really helps you see inside, it's like seeing inside the walls of your home. And, we know that homes are the largest investment most of us ever make. And so, you know, you don't go into investment decisions blind most of the time. So why should you be blind on what your home is really going to cost? And so the home energy score helps with that apples to apples comparison. It's easy to look at a listing and see, oh, this home has a three or this one has a five or that one has a seven. You know that five is the average and you can easily start to compare uh, what that means for you as you as a potential homeowner. That makes a lot of sense, and so it also you would have the home the homeowner has an opportunity to kind of brag a little bit and say here are all the things that we've done to make this home great, and then at the same time the home buyer knows what they're getting into, and so if they see something with an average score, and this is a house with a five and this is a house with a five and you know it's really important that I have strong windows and this one has uh, you know strong insulation you can you can make that decision based on what's most important to you. I think that's right. And the, the other thing I would add is that the score is one piece of information that gets conveyed on this home energy report. The other piece of information that people are really interested in is what the costs are on an annual basis. And so when you see scores and costs, then you can start to really correlate. Okay, three has higher energy costs and eight has much lower energy costs. So it's, it's looking at these things together. The score is one bit of the information, but it's not the only part of the information that we're trying to convey. Can you talk a little bit about how the score translates to calculating the energy cost? Is it uh, based on the previous uh, tenant's energy bills or is it based on a, a baseline? No, in fact, we, we actually don't believe that utility bills are a good indicator of a building's performance. Utility bills really tell you about how an individual occupant behaves. And we know that people do all kinds of different things in their homes. You've seen people uh, cranking the heat, but they want the window open. 
or they want to bundle up with sweaters because they like to be comfy and they can turn the heat down lower. Um, some people um, walk around in shorts in the middle of winter and want the temperature up. That's you my know? dad. Some people have teenagers and take 20 minute showers <laughs> right. or some people have a lot of electronic devices and seven yeah. plasma TVs. And so, people don't. so much variation in behavior. And so that's what's beautiful about an asset rating is it takes the behavior out of it to say, what are the structural conditions of this home? What are the heating and cooling, the thermal energy systems within this home and how do they perform? And so what the home energy score tool does is it's a model and it it takes all these inputs, as Roger noted, and then it models the energy use of the home. And based on the energy use, we know what the utility rates are and can therefore calculate the energy cost. In addition, you know, I want to note that the City of Portland City Council unanimously adopted our home energy score uh, policy. And what this policy does is for the first time ever in the United States, as far as we know, we're requiring this information to be disclosed in the real estate listing. Andrea noted that it was early in the process, but I really wanted to highlight that it actually needs to be in the listing on RMLS, on Redfin, on Zillow, on Craigslist, anywhere that someone publicly displays their home for sale. They'll need to include this home energy information, and that's really a first. That's never happened before. So you can really start to see how that shifts the market in new and potentially really meaningful ways. So who will be doing the, the energy scoring in homes? Back when I spoke to you about developing rules with a stakeholder panel, we've, we all thought it was very important for us to develop a profession. And in that profession, you'll have certain requirements regarding training. There's training institutions that exist across the United States. There's one right here in Tualatin, Oregon Training Institute, that would take an individual interested in becoming an assessor train them with building science techniques and understanding. And once they pass those course, that coursework, that ships over to me and I approve that, that certification for training. And after that, then they're reviewed by the Construction Contractors Board for licensing. So they actually become a licensed assessor. It's a profession within the state of Oregon, much like an electrician or a plumber would need to be. And I imagine, especially once the city of Portland's policy goes into full effect, uh, those are going to be some pretty busy people. Yes, we do have uh, a stock of about 29 people that have already passed all the training and have become licensed. So those are ready to go people as soon as the program is ready. Yeah, and we're seeing actually emergence of, of new individuals into this field that are excited by the policy and they're coming from different backgrounds so it's really fascinating because you've got the home performance energy efficiency professionals that we sort of typically think of as being in this space but we're also seeing home inspectors get inside it home appraisers get interested in this we're also seeing um, environmental service companies that do um, soil testing and that kind of work um, become interested in this. So there will be an onboarding process to get more folks into this field over the next several months through the summer and into the fall. And we're really looking uh, to meet the demand of about 14,000 real estate listings a year. And so we really need a, a lot of, of new entrants into this market to help deliver that volume. So if somebody is interested in becoming a, an assessor, how would they go about doing it? Do they get online and look up training and just go for it? Sure, they can look at the Oregon Department of Energy website and find 
a tab that would discuss home energy scoring and it brings you right to me. I can answer any questions or field it off to uh, one of a number of other people that are adept at uh, answering those questions. We'll also be developing guides for bringing home energy assessors on board to the program. So we're, we're working on a fact sheet right now and, and process information that we will publish on our website as well and share with our partners at the Oregon Department of Energy and Energy Trust of Oregon. So there'll be a number of ways in which we'll get that information out there. And so you can watch for that this summer. As we're ramping up and building the program this year before it comes into effect in early January, building that market readiness is a, the main focus. And when Portland City Council was contemplating this ordinance last year, they were very interested to know about the market readiness. And we actually, as Bureau of Planning and Sustainability staff, will go back to Council in October or November of this year to report back to them as they had requested on the readiness of the market for this policy to turn on. And we expect that to be able to say that um, we've been onboarding and prepping people throughout this year. and. We'll have no problems flipping the switch on January 1st. So I think everyone knows right now the housing market is red hot. It's really competitive. Homes are not staying on the market for very long. So how would a home energy score affect the market? Uh, I, I don't see that it would necessarily be a make it or break it situation if somebody is looking into a home because it's so competitive. I think I would agree with you in a red-hot market when things are flying off the shelves and inventory isn't around for very long. We know that people have other drivers for making that decision, schools and location and all of that. Um, but we do feel that this is a hidden cost right now. The energy costs in, of running a home are invisible and that people pay those costs whether they're buying a, a home in an up market or whether they're buying a home in a down market. So what we're doing is introducing information into the market is just another piece of information that people need to have so they understand what the full cost of owning the home is. It's not just mortgage, taxes, insurance. It's This is a an important cost and actually as we look at it, um, there can be, you know, over 10 years, an, a more energy efficient home can save you about $10,000 over the life of owning your home. That's a significant amount of money. So we want that information to be in the market. It may not drive a decision in a hot market, but it's important information to have no matter what the state of the real estate market is. So one, one fewer surprise for somebody who might be a first time home buyer that's trying to figure out what they can what they can afford for their family and this would could be an unexpected expense if their home is leaky and they need to turn up the heat every winter. Exactly. In fact, we heard at city council a lot of folks testify to that, the shock that they had when they got their first heating bill. Had no idea that it was going to be as high as it was. So this this uh, surfaces that for folks. Yeah, my first winter heating bill when I bought my house actually was $375. And I bought the house in October, and that came in December. And I was just had just gotten in the home, and I was so shocked. And um, fortunately, did a whole bunch of energy efficiency upgrades and got that cost way down. But it really, if you're not planning on it, it's a it's an alarming <laughs> uh, expense. Yeah, I bet it. And you know, there are there are programs out there that can help people in an emergency situation, but they go so fast. So yeah. the more you can prepare people. Uh, for what their what their bills are going to be, I think the better. Yeah, and on that note, I mean, I think it's worth talking about how there are a lot of opportunities to make upgrades in Oregon and in Portland, particularly. Um, we've got the Energy Trust of Oregon that provides incentives for weatherization 
uh, measures like insulation uh, and new high efficiency equipment. We also have organizations like Inhabit in Portland, which provide low cost financing for upgrades that can be repaid through your utility bills. And in addition, there's all kinds of low cost, no cost measures that people can do on their own, like installing more efficient light bulbs or adjusting the setback on their thermostat. Um, and so we hope to connect people with all of these different resources as we're delivering this score. So the Home Energy Score tool actually gives you a short list of cost-effective improvements that you can make now, lower cost improvements, and the things you might want to plan for in the future, like a more efficient furnace when it's time to replace it. But it's really nice to be able to give folks a package where they get this score, they get a sense of what the energy cost will be, they have an idea on the backside of what kind of improvements they could actually make when they move into the home, and the Home Energy Score tool actually calculates what your score would be if you made those improvements. So you can actually see what your score is today and what it might be tomorrow if you made certain investments. So the city of Portland is going. They're ready to go. They're shooting for that January 2018 date. What is the rest of the state of Oregon doing? What are other communities doing to get ready for not necessarily a mandatory program, but uh, embracing this home energy performance score system? So you won't have a bunch of leaders within a state, but there are a few that have already started to message me regarding how they can participate in home energy scoring as a part of their sustainability plan. I've uh, discussed this with Hillsborough and Beaverton. They all have a sustainability or a climate action plan within their portfolio. And home energy scoring fits right into that equation. And so I think everyone is sort of looking at Portland as to how are they doing it. So they can be on the bleeding edge, so to speak, but they want to be also on the next phase, and that's the leading edge. And they're waiting for Portland to see how that all works out, and we can come in and help them. Same way that we're working with Portland, we can help them in those cities as well. And I heard that clearly at a national level conference that I just attended, where so many states and so many cities are wondering, how are you guys at the city of Portland doing this? They want to know, they want to see you win, they want to see it progress and be successful. No pressure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like this is a great program for the state of Oregon, and we could lead the way and become a nation of energy-efficient homes whenever possible. We sure can. That's the goal. Learn more about home energy scoring, including the City of Portland's program, on our blog, energyinfo.oregon.gov. Oregon Department of Energy staff are available to give advice to Oregon homeowners and renters who want to identify smart energy improvements or investments. Our incentive programs may be able to help. Learn more at www.oregon.gov energy. All episodes of Grounded are available on soundcloud.com slash Oregon Energy. Subscribe to Grounded using your favorite podcast app, including iTunes and Stitcher. And please rate us. Until next time, thanks for listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy.